Welcome to episode eight of the Fitness Simplified podcast. I am your host, Kim Schlag. Today's episode features Amber Brzezicki. Amber, who is better known as Biceps After Babies over on Instagram, is an online coach. She is a personal trainer, a group fitness instructor. She is a mom. She is a macro coach. So today we talk about what to do if you find yourself in a fitness rut. Amber has been in one and has successfully been working her way out of it. And she's going to share with you four ways that you can get out of a fitness rut. Amber, hello. Hey, Kim. Thank you so much for being willing to join me here on the Fitness Simplified podcast. Yeah. I'm so glad to have you. Now, Amber, I'm going to attempt to say your name. I've been practicing, and I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that I've been practicing correctly. Amber Brzezicki. You got it. That's right. Yeah, that's awesome. right. <laughs> it does not look like that's how you'd say that name. No, <laughs> no. The U throws everybody off. It does. It does. Well, welcome, Amber. So you might know Amber um, better by her Instagram handle, Biceps After Babies. Amber, I would love it if you would take a second and talk a little bit about what you do, what you're about, that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. So I created my, you know, my kind of, I don't know, journey with coaching and 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 fitness, like helping other people with fitness really began on Instagram um, almost three years ago. Um, and it's when I created my account. So I created this account, Biceps After Babies. It was one of these kind of inspiration moments where I was watching, like I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and I was seeing all of these people post, like these fitness people post. And I'm like, you know what? I, I do a lot of that stuff. Like I do that stuff. I could totally do what they do. <laughs> and so I'm like, I need a name. What is my name going to be? And I was sitting in the car because that's where like I spent a lot of my day driving <laughs> kids around. Amber is a mom. <laughs> I'm, I'm a four. And so like you know, basically a chauffeur. And um, so I was sitting there and all of a sudden like the thought came to me, biceps after babies. And I was like, that's it. That is what I want to embody is this idea that like, yes, we're moms. Yes, we have, you know, lives and husbands and church callings and all of these but at the same time like we can still be our fittest selves and we don't have to think oh I'm not 20 years old anymore oh I don't you know that's for people who don't have kids whatever like no we can still have biceps after babies we can still be our fittest selves um as as moms and and honestly as we do that as we one set goals and achieve it that spills other other areas of our lives and it makes us to be better moms and to be better wives and to be better community members. And so I really come from a place of using fitness as a vehicle for greater change in your life, for greater confidence, ability and achieve goals. Um, and really to like go for whatever goals or dreams or whatever you have in your life. And so that's Love that. as I, as I like teach and coach moms, that's really where my, my platform is and where I'm coming from um, is really to empower women to be strong and to feel strong in their lives. Heck yeah. You know, Amber, I feel that way because, you know, sometimes we think of fitness as this kind of like compartmentalized, like piece of people's lives, but right. it can be so much more and it can open so many doors for people. Not just like how it has for us as far as careers, just, but as you're talking about it can empower you in so many other aspects of your life. And that's why I, I'm super passionate about it. Absolutely. 
So how did you, so you said a few years ago, you started this account and what you realized is you were already doing a lot of this fitness stuff. How did you start getting into fitness? Is it something you've done your whole life? Were you always athletic? Yeah. So I, I have a long road in fitness um, and it start, it started with my mom. Um, My mom was an aerobics instructor back in the day. And so I remember as a young child, um, so we were at this really tiny show at the YMCA and I would go to the childcare and the childcare had like a window that you could see into like the group fitness room. And so I remember as a young child, like looking through that window and like watching my mom teach her classes. And then we moved to a bigger YMCA and I wasn't able to like watch her anymore, but I like grew up seeing my mom be very involved in fitness. And so when I was 14 years old, like you had to be 14 to be able to go to the weight room. So when I was 14 years old, my mom took me into the weight room and she showed me the machines and she showed me the dumbbells and like she showed me how to do all the movements. Um, And so at a very young age, I was very excited to like lift weights and and be fit. And so, you know, through my teenage years, I kind of was off and on. I I would go to my mom's classes sometimes. Um, We would go to the weight room together sometimes. I did that off and on through college as well did some running in there, ran a marathon. Oh. Um, and then just ran a marathon. <laughs> well, it was one of those, I won't ever do it again. It I got was a it. Bucket list item. <laughs> I did it. So it's not your that. passion, but you did it. That was that. And uh, I'm big on goals, but I accomplished that one. And we're, and that, we're moving on now. Um, and so when, and then, so then when I had my first baby, uh, I was at this place where like, I couldn't go to the gym anymore because the gym that I'd been going to didn't have childcare. Mm. Um, and so I was like, okay, what, I'm at this kind of like impasse. Like, what do I do now? I'm, you know, a stay at home mom. Like I got, I need something like I need something fitness wise. And so my, my best friend convinced me to join the gym, her gym that had childcare. Um, and that like was a defining moment for me. It opened up my world to group fitness and like really participating more in group fitness and finding a love for that. I became a fitness instructor. I taught group fitness classes. You know, that wasn't enough for me at one point and I wanted more. I got into bodybuilding and then into powerlifting and now I just transitioned into CrossFit. And so I've kind of had this long journey of a little bit of everything, (laughs) but it really started with my mom. And if, if any moms are listening, I, I like just want you to know the power that we as moms have in our kids seeing what we do and just seeing my mom always go to the gym, always taking care of her body, you know, exercising, eating healthy. Like that was, that was put into me at a very young age and it really defined my, my growing up and who I've become as a person. That's fantastic. I hear so often from people that the things they inherited from their mom with regards to fitness and their bodies are negative, it's negative, know, right? So they grew <laughs> yeah. up and like dieting. You know, and- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I love hearing what you just said. And so how are you approaching fitness with your kids? Yeah, so it's it's a very similar way. Like my mom, I mean, sure, I'm sure we talked about, but about healthy living and stuff. But what I really saw and internalized was what I saw her do, Mm -hmm. right? Like as, as, as parents, what we do speaks than what we say. Yes. Um, And so that's kind of what I've modeled with my kids. Um, my husband and I, um, moved to a new house about a year ago. And so we've put a gym in our shed out in the backyard. So we have a rack and barbells and our kids see us lifting. Um, they come out and they like hang on the bar while we're doing deadlifts and, um, you know, get on the rower and, and do some stuff. And in fact, just recently, my husband was very insistent that we needed to buy 
a training bar and bumper plates yeah, um, so that our kids can do it. So like we're starting with just, you know, a training bar and teaching technique and, and they're excited because we're excited. Yeah. Right? And so they you like, know, they it. Just, just do it. Yeah. They just, it's not like, Oh, I have to go like do some pull-ups. They're like, yeah, let's go do some pull-ups. Like yeah. let's see how many I can do. And I so really, that. I think as parents, just teaching by example, including our kids in as much as we can, you know, with healthy eating, having our kids help us with creating the meal plan for the week or like trying out new vegetables. And the more that you can, it really just becomes a part of who you are and a part of your life that your kids see that and they internalize that. I so agree. I know in my house, because I am super passionate about my training and I do have a gym in my house too. And so my kids, you know, they'll come down and sit with me while I'm working out and Sometimes they express interest and sometimes they don't. And I never push because I don't want sure. it to ever be a negative yeah. thing. But my daughter did ask to start learning how to deadlift. So we did buy a training bar and we only do it when she wants to do it. And mm-hmm. she loves it when we do it. She loves it. And when they don't want to do it, I love for them to just come and sit and get excited with me. I'll be like, watch mm-hmm. me, watch what I can do now. Watch me, you know, see what I can do that I couldn't do before. And I think it's really important for them to see that I like what I'm doing. And that I'm mm-hmm. not down there trying to like burn off the cupcake I eat, you know, like, yes. so that I'm here doing this because I like it and because I like what it does, you know, for me, not mm-hmm. that it's not that I'm something I'm doing to punish myself. It's so important to me. To, for our yeah, kids and I think, it. and I think we both, you know, we both come from a powerlifting background of like this fact of like what our bodies can do um, and really having that be the focus on like, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? It's not for us to get skinny. It's not for us to get lean or whatever. It's for us to feel strong and to like be strong in our lives. And I feel like that's such a great message, especially for my daughter to hear and to see and emulate a strong woman physically, mentally, spiritually, all the things. Um, But I'm strong. And, and that is what I, you know, if there's anything that I want for my daughter, it is to be a strong woman and yeah. not just physically, but in the world. Right. But and yeah. And but that physical strength translates. It helps yes. to be strong in all those other areas. I love that. Yes. And for women listening and you're like, well, I don't feel that way about fitness. I'm not super passionate about it. I think that's okay too. I think it's just okay for you to, um, when you're, when you're working out to just not talk about it in that way of being punishing, because not everybody is as passionate about fitness as I am or Amber is. So, you know, just kind of being mindful that you talk about, like, I'm going for a walk because it it makes me feel good when I go for a walk, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I do this because I feel good when I do it. I think it's Mm -hmm. super, I think it's super important for our kids to to hear us speak positively about activity like that, about the way you talk about surrounding the talk you have a surrounding is, is crucial. Yeah, it really is. So Amber, I know you've been really open, um, on your Instagram page about how recently you've kind of been in this rut with fitness. And yes. for somebody who's a coach and is passionate about <laughs> fitness, I'm sure that was a bit of an internal struggle. Like what? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that. So I think one, it's really important to like normalize this because I think so many people, it's so easy to see people on Instagram and be like, well, like they're always doing fitness. So like, you know, why am I feeling like I'm, I'm in a rut and they like are always just doing it. And it's easy to do that comparison game and say, Oh, I'm the only one who feels this way. I know it like that ebb and flow of motivation, that ebb and flow of excitement around is, is inevitable. And I think uh, really destigmatizing that so people can feel like, Oh, I'm not the only one going through this. Like this is something that we can work through, right? Like it's not an end all be all. It's not like I have to quit. It's not like I have to like not do anything anymore. Like we work through it and we push through it and, and that makes us better people as well. So, um, 
so yeah, I, I mean, I just was getting to a point where I've been doing powerlifting for uh, about two years and we're just kind of like feeling like <laughs> I wasn't excited about it yeah. anymore. I wasn't like in this routine that I wasn't thrilled about it. I still did it. Like I still got up and I still did my training, but um, I just wasn't feeling it. Um, and so we can kind of talk about like, yeah, I worked through that. So and, let's and do ways that. To... So we're going to talk today then about ways if you are facing this situation, if you're kind of not excited about your fitness routine and you want to keep having one because you know that, you know, you like the results you get from having one, but you're feeling kind of stuck. Amber and I are going to talk here for a little bit about five ways that you can get out of a fitness rut. So let's hit the first. I did four. Did four. We're going with four, <laughs> I did four ways. ways. <laughs> four was the number I came up with, and I was like, I'm not going to add a fifth. No. Just, just to add a five. <laughs> totally fine. Totally fine. Okay, guys. And so we're going to hit number four first. Number one first, Amber. Okay. Yeah. So I think if you're finding yourself, so like, okay, let's first define like what what is a fitness rut, and this is going to be different for everybody. Um, but for me, what it felt like was um, lack of excitement surrounding my workouts, um, you know, thinking about, Oh gosh, I have to lift today. Or like, Oh gosh, I have to like do deadlifts or whatever it was. It was like, like that lack of excitement, that kind of like sigh when I thought about it. Um, and, and, you know, lack of like, like motivation to, to go out and perform this stuff, Mm -hmm. whether that's going to your group fitness class, whether that's going out for a run, it was just like this lack of motivation that, yeah. And that was what it felt like for me. So for other people, it might feel a little bit different. It may may feel like your body is run down. It may feel like, like, you know, emotionally, like you're more snappy with your husband, like whatever it is, um, you know, first identifying that. And, and for me, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of falling into this rut. So number one for like, that I kind of want people to think about, and this is what, and I did this, like, these are the four steps that I personally want through. So I'll kind of walk you through my journey, um, and giving you the tips along the way. But the first one is to fall in love with the hustle. Um, and that seems kind of counterintuitive. People sometimes are like, well, I'm not enjoying it. I should stop, right? Like, this is hard. I shouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm going to quit. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, that's the natural. But, like, I got to change it. Yeah. And I think that it's really important sometimes in our life to lean into that hardness, Love to that. lean into the challenge, right? So, like, when I was starting to feel this way, I'm like, you know what? Like, this is an important moment for me. Like, do I just stop doing it because I don't like it anymore? Or do I keep going because I know that, that like this is an important like personal personal development for me? Yeah. Um, and so I did that. So I was like, you know what? I think voluntary hardship, putting yourself in hard situations voluntarily, is important, and that's an important trait. Yeah. And so I kind of leaned into it for a good while. I was like, okay, this is hard, but you know what? I'm strong. My mind is over my body, and I'm going to still do this. Um, so I, I really just kind of want to reiterate that there is power in doing hard things and yeah. doing things that aren't fun <laughs> in doing things that maybe you don't love, but in still doing it because that's who you are as a person. And so don't instinctively just drop it at the first sign of, eh, I don't love this. So you're saying you know, right. spend some time, spend some time with the hardship. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I think a lot of people would say, fitness rut, change it up. Yeah. Like that's a need, that's initially what most people will say. Oh, just change it up. Yeah. And I would just like to be able to think about this idea of just, you know, leaning into that discomfort a little bit. Not so much that like, I'm not saying like you're beating yourself up. You hate it. Like you're like crying every day. Yeah. Um, but leaning into that, that discomfort. Like, yeah. 
it's not, a, it's not bad to be discomfort, to be uncomfortable, and give, to have it and, not be fun. Yeah. And, and give it a minute. Don't just rush off. And give it a minute. And, yeah. And give it a minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Love that. So, so that was, that was number one for me was, um, you know, I, I, this is who I want to be is someone who does hard things. And so I'm going to continue doing hard things. Um, and, and see if it changes, right? Because we also, like, we all go through seasons. Yeah. Maybe it's going to change change in a month. Maybe I'll, like, kind of fall in love with it again. And so then it didn't for you. So you did that. So then it didn't. So it didn't for me. And I and I kind of recognized that. I'm like, you know what? This is still not super awesome. And so um, I kind of I, – I had a power – I had a powerlifting coach. So I kind of, like, mentioned it to her. And I was like, hey, just so you know, like, this is kind of what I'm, like – kind of what I'm feeling. Like, not super excited about things anymore like kind of just kind of feeling blah and she was like okay cool like I'm glad you told me um and so the next thing that we did was was we set a new goal so she's like I want you to think about like signing up for another competition because I did the competition about a year ago yeah she's like let's 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 get you to set up like for another competition to have something that you're working towards have this new goal of beating your total beating your deadlift whatever it is but like setting a new goal so for me number two was to set a new goal um, and you know, if you're a runner, maybe that's signing up for triathlon or a marathon or, um, whatever, but having something that you're actually like your eyes can focus on yes. in the distance kind of makes it. So everything else around you, like you just keep your eyes on the prize. And you that just one works moving. for me really well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my go, it's kind of my go-to when I start feeling a little bit like not as excited about my training, picking a meet to do inevitably helps, um, when I had a goal to like get more pull-ups, that was huge. Like I would be really excited, you know, because it takes a lot of work to get, to get pull-ups and to increase them. And so I would go into the gym excited Mm -hmm. about, excited about that goal. When I don't really have anything in front of me that I'm kind of imminently working on, I do tend to not be as excited, you know, and it's fine. It's not like I hate it. I'm, I kind of, I've always liked the gym, but like, I really just recently, so I'm, I'm doing a meet again in a month and I wasn't really prepared for it because I've had this injury all year. But the second I like signed up, there was this fire under me that I haven't had mm-hmm. in like six mm-hmm. months since I last my last meet. And so now I'm like really excited every day about about getting down to the gym. So setting a goal is amazing. It's huge. And and that's why I mean that's why there's so many flipping running races around, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Signing up for a race is like is motivating to people. Yes. And so like Whatever you, whatever that means for you, whether it's a race, a meet, like just setting a personal goal of like hitting a certain, you know, lift or whatever, a fitness competition, but like setting that goal. Yes. Kind of lights a fire under you. And Absolutely. there's a lot of power. It's a big, yeah, a lot of power in that. That's a big yeah. one. Um, so that, so that was what I did. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sign up for a meet and I don't know, but you're on the East coast, right? Yes. Do you lift USAPL? I do not. Um, I actually usually lift RPS because there's a ton of those around me. Around um, you? I'm not. I actually, the, the Fed I'm doing, I'm actually flying to Boston to do a meet with a friend and I don't remember the Fed we're in. It's not one that I've done okay. before. So there's like, there's just not a lot of USAPL meets out here in, in like on the West Coast, which is kind of funny to me. I live in California. Like you would think there'd be a lot. There's, there's everything in California. <laughs> California has everything. <laughs> At least in my mind. Um, um, but there just wasn't a lot of meat. So as I was like looking for a meat, like I was coming up struggling to try and find one, like the meats that I like were kind of close, were already full. Um, and the meats that were really far away, were really far away Yeah. in time. It was like, I would be training for one in November. Yeah. Um, and here we are in like June. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, so I just kind of was like, kind of 
didn't ever like really find something. I kind of tried to set some like physical goals for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know how it is. Like as you become a more advanced lifter, your progress slows down. So slow. So so, like for anybody who's listening, who like doesn't necessarily lift heavy or hasn't had experience in powerlifting, like when you start out, like in, in lifting in general, the gains are tremendous, right? Like Like one day you're you're lifting, like every session you're lifting heavier and you're like, this is awesome. I'm PRing every single session. (laughs) (laughs) And once you get out of that newbie, that beginner phase, and you start to move into intermediate and into advanced lifting, it's like, if you put 10 pounds on your squat in a year, you're Mm -hmm. thrilled. Like that's like amazing. (laughs) And so for me, I was getting to this point, becoming an intermediate lifter and into advanced lifting that like my progress was just slowing down. So it was even hard for me to be like, like increasing my squat by five pounds, just like didn't do it for me. Like the excitement behind that goal wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where I was like, well, I could set a squat goal to like increase by five pounds, but like, I don't know. <laughs> that I don't doesn't, know. It doesn't <laughs> speak do to me right you. now. <laughs> that doesn't really, yeah. like, I don't care if I can squat five more pounds. If it's gonna and Amber, I think that's a, a really important <laughs> point right there. It's not just about setting a goal. It's about setting a goal that excites you. Cause yeah. like I could pick all kinds of goals that would literally do nothing for me. Like mm-hmm. I would not be excited if somebody's like, Hey, do you want to run a 5k with me? No, I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I really don't. <laughs> so yeah. it's important to find a goal that that inspires you. It has to, it has to light, light you up. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I like doing pull-ups. Some people are like, I could go all my whole life and never do a pull-up and be just fine. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, but what? it has to light, it has to, I know, right. It has to light you up. So that was, yeah. that was number two was to, was set a new goal. Um, and, and set a new goal that, that lights you up, yeah. fires you up. And then number three for me was, um, to rework my regimen. So, I think before you like, again, so we're leaning into that hardship, we're setting a new goal. um, And now we kind of can like, not necessarily quit or like do something different, but just rework what you're currently doing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can really bring new life into your routine. So for me, I had been in a four day split um, and I'd been doing a four day split for a long time. And so my coach backed me off into a three day split. So it was Mm -hmm. just like one last day. Um, of training, um, kind of give me a little bit more of a break. We kind of changed up um, my routine. She was adding some um, higher rep sets. So I was doing some like six and eights, whereas mm-hmm. I had before been doing mostly like threes and fives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like reworking um, the regimen. If, if you're, you know, uh, somebody who is in, in the gym lifting for hypertrophy, maybe you transition to do a little bit more strength work. If you're doing strength, maybe you look a little bit more hypertrophy. Um, can you shorten your workouts? Can you switch up like the order that you're doing them? Can you switch up the exercises you're doing? Can you try a new group fitness class? Um, just ways to like, keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. in a new way. Yeah. I so, like, like bring that. Some, bring some new life. So tweak it. it. Don't necessarily throw it away, but tweak it. Yeah. Tweak it. Yeah. How, how, um, week are you currently lifting Kim? I train four. Train four. Train four. I've, four. Done, I've done four for Gosh, two years now, four day split. Yeah. Up, yeah. Upper lower. Uh-huh. Yep. But you know what? But it it still gets me it's I'm still happy to do it. So I don't I don't need to change. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No so. need no need to 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 fix what's not broken. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so I did that for a while. 
um, where I did a three day split. We added some like, you know, different, she added in some different accessory exercises as well to kind of try and mix things up. Um, and we did that for a while. And then number four is for me was change it up was just like, I needed something new. I needed something yeah. like completely new, completely different. Um, and, and, and I think it's important that like, if there's something that you used to love that you used to like feel really connected to, and you've kind of gotten into a rut with it, that you don't necessarily have to like completely change it, you know, going from weightlifting to running. You can, mm -hmm. like, if that speaks to you, you can, but for me, it was like, I wanted to use my strength in a new way. I developed mm -hmm. all of the strength over the last seven, you know, couple years of, of powerlifting and, and lifting before that. And I wanted to like do something else with it. So actually my, my coach is kind of the same way. So she actually picked up um, Brazilian jujitsu. So she's okay. still doing powerlifting, but like, she like has found joy in being able to um, like do something with the strength different. And so yeah. she's doing martial arts. And for me, um, I kind of went back to my group fitness, like roots it was like, you know, what is really missing for me in powerlifting is community. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was the hardest thing for me was to, to go out into the, my backyard and lift by myself after I had grown up for years and years and years doing group fitness and like lifting with other people. Um, you like that. You like the I aspect like that there's people around me and we're doing yes. this together. The energy that is with like a group of people, like trying to do the same thing is yeah. like what was missing for me. And I would go out and I would lift with my husband. So I actually made that transition too. When I was trying to work through this, I went from lifting alone uh -huh. Um, during the day, um, I would wait for my husband to get home and we would lift after the kids went to bed. Okay. So I, I, I tried that too, where I was like, I just need someone to be there with me. Like I just need another Got person. It. And yeah. so, um, but I knew that community was going to be huge for me. And, and so, um, I made the like cardinal sin to go from <laughs> powerlifting to CrossFit. <laughs> you did what Amber? <laughs> I know. There's like, I, like when I wrote the email to my coach, like I was like, I know you're not going to want to hear this. Like the CrossFit and the powerlifting community are so like, think the other one is like completely wrong. Um, and so, but I was like, you know what? I just like, I, and, and not that I'm not going to like powerlift anymore. I still lift once a week with my husband. Okay. Um, but I just needed to do something different. Like yeah. I just needed to try something new. And, and she was totally understanding. She was like, she came from a CrossFit background. She was totally cool about it. She's like, yeah, I kind of knew this was coming. Like I could just sense it in like our, our communication. And she's like, you'll do great. Like go and like do it and, and enjoy it and see how it goes. So I've been doing uh, CrossFit for about a month now. Still, And how is that new. going? <laughs> so I love it in some ways. And in some ways I like, uh, it, it runs a little bit counter to my powerlifting training, but I love the community. I love the energy. I get to do it with friends. Like I have a couple friends that I do it with. Nice. Um, and for me, like that's, that's kind of what I need right now is just, I need other people. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's, and I love that it's challenged me to use my strength differently. Like I, yes, just I saw you this morning. <laughs> yeah. I saw what you did and I'm super yeah, so, impressed. <laughs> so like this last month I wrote a post of like all the things that I've never, ever done before that like I did this last month yeah. and it was everything from like a front squat, which I'd like never done a front squat. I like legit had never done front squat. Uh -huh. Like I'd never done an overhead squat. I'd never done a, a toes to bar. I'd never done like uh farmer's carry. Like there's all these things yeah. that like, I'm able to do. And, and honestly, coming into this, I've been very successful 
because I have that basis of strength. Yes. Um, a lot of people go into CrossFit as like brand new, um, which is fine. Yes. Like totally um, deconditioned. Like mm-hmm. this is my first thing. This is your thing. And, and that's fine. And you're going to get stronger and you're going to build over time. But like coming in with that strength already yeah. has allowed me just to like, <laughs> which is why this morning you posted a video of you like walking across the gym on walking your hands. On my, on my, my handstand <laughs> like, walk, right? What in the but, like, world? <laughs> I had never done that before, but because I'm strong and because like I like have lifted and I like know my body and I have proprioception like from all yeah. those other things I'm able to translate it into something else so Amazing. that has been really fun I will say the and you know crossfitters are going to hate to hear this but like I will say the one thing that like kind of bugs me a little bit is the lack of progressive overload mm. talk um, about that a little bit yeah yeah explain so, to people so, what that is and why it's important yeah so progressive overload is like the most important thing when you're talking about strength training or, or lifting and it's this idea that you have to do a little bit more over time to be able to have your body adapt to it. So our bodies are really good at adapting to stress, but it only adapts to the amount of stress that you place on the body. So it's not going to adapt more than it needs to. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to continue adapting, meaning you want to continue building muscle, continue building strength, you have to continually be, be progressing the weight and or reps and or volume in order to have your body to continue to adapt to that. And so progressive overload is huge. Um, and as a strength athlete, like that's, that's what we do, right? We Mm -hmm. have like three main lifts, you do some accessory work, but the three main lifts and like, you're constantly trying to like progress that over time. Um, and that's how, how, how has that been different for you in the past month with CrossFit? So, so then I come to CrossFit and I do front squats for the very first time ever. And I, and I get a number and I'm like, cool, when are we going to do this again? So I can like try to beat that number. And it's like, I don't know. And you haven't <laughs> like, done them again. We haven't done it again. <laughs> so like that kind of irritates me. I'm like, like if I'm going to like get better at something, like yes. you have to practice it. You have to progressively overload. You can't do like front squats once every like month and expect you to like progress at it. Yeah. Um, and so that has been like a little bit hard for me. I like the variety. Like we always are doing something different, mm-hmm. but I like, I'm like, I want to get better at this. I want to yeah. like get stronger at this. And I think and- this is actually an important topic in general, kind of just as an aside, not even if you're in a rut, yeah. but because I think this is where a lot of people kind of spin their wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, I did for, for a long time because I, you know, I wanted to be able to do a push up. and like every so often I would try and do push ups and be like, nope, still can't get any more. Well, <laughs> I, I had, I had been training pushups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes complete sense to me now, but then mm-hmm. it didn't. And I see a lot of, I see a lot of people doing this, you know, that they will literally switch up what they do every time they go to the gym and then wonder why they're not getting stronger, mm-hmm. more muscular, leaner, all of these things. Like it's not happening. And I mm-hmm. think this key point is that you have to be able to do more over time. And to do that, it means you have to spend some time. You have to do it. Doing the same <laughs> thing. Uh-huh. Yep. Or a slight variation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I find this too, kind of that what you were saying about your pushups rings true with pull-ups for me. So I, I like pull-ups. I do a lot of pull-ups. Like for a female, I can do a lot of pull-ups. Um, and so I even put like together a pull-up guide that like a free pull-up guide that people can download. Yes. Um, and, and I get these people like who DM me and they're like, I just can't do a pull-up. Like, it's like, it's just too hard. And I'm like, well, how often do you train it? And they're like, uh, well, I go out every once in a while and I like try it and I still can't do it. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, 
there you go. There like you, go. If you legit trained it. So I have like a six week pull up program. Like if you legit trained it three times a week for six weeks, like you're going to get a pull up, but you got to train it. Yeah. Like you can't just expect yeah. it to just like miraculously happen. Um, and, and yes, there's accessory work, right? You're talking about like, you don't always have to do just the, the specific lift. Mm-hmm. Um, there's accessory work, but a lot of times people do way too much accessory work and not enough mm-hmm. of the actual movement that they want to be able to do. Um, you can't just go into the gym and pick up 15 pound dumbbells and do your dumbbell curls every single time your body's going to yeah. adapt to be able to lift 15 pound dumbbells and no more. If you yeah. want to do more, you, you have to progress it. How do you now, as a group fitness instructor for so many years, how do you see, um, people being able to progress there? I know that's something, um, I've had clients come to me from group fitness and say, you know, in like just weeks that they'd made more progress. Oh yeah. Strength training on their own with me in weeks than they had in years of doing group fitness. So what, what can people do if group fitness is kind of like, they like it, but that Mm -hmm. they also want to see, they want to build some muscle. What do you yeah. So, and that, that was, that was kind of my transition away from group fitness. So I taught group fitness for seven years, but about five or six years into it, like I was like, I look the exact same mm-hmm. as I did four years ago. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and I'm, and I'm teaching five, six, seven classes a week. It's not like I wasn't putting my time in at the <laughs> yeah, gym, right? So the time was there. The time was there. Like the commitment was there. But like, I wasn't seeing the changes. And so that was really when I made this transition kind of away to doing more of my own stuff to like getting nutrition involved in it. That was a big piece. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but it's hard. If you're in a group fitness class, it is hard. I taught body pump, Mm -hmm. you know, which is a weightlifting class. But when you're doing a hundred reps of something, being able to progress that is very, very slow. And I did. And I slowly would like, you know, my weights went up over time, but like, you, you tap out like (laughs) when you're doing a hundred reps of something. So it was challenging. And honestly, that was why one of the like driving forces behind why I changed it. I think group fitness is fabulous for several groups of people. I think it's fabulous for people who are just starting out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's fabulous for people who like, don't like anything else or they like really love it. Right. Like if you Mm -hmm. love high fitness or you love Zumba and like, that's going to get you to the gym girl, like do it all day long, (laughs) whatever exercise you love. Like if that's what you love and you don't love anything else, like you should do it. (laughs) That's what you should be doing. But if you're really looking to like take your body to the next level, take your strength to the next level, take your physique to the next level, like moving away from group fitness classes is probably at some point going to be something that you're going to need to have to do, or you're going to have to at least like supplement with lifting. And I did that for a while yeah. where I would like teach my classes and I would also lift on my own. So do a so combination kinda, of both. Mm-hmm. So I kind of weaned it. So I was like teaching, I started out teaching like seven, eight classes. I weaned down to like four and then I would lift three days on my own. And then I weaned down to like just two and then I, and then I dropped it completely. So yeah. Um, I kind of weaned myself off of it and and I love group fitness. I have nothing against group fitness. Mm -hmm. I think it's fabulous. Like I, I love me some, like (laughs) some group fitness, Yeah. but if you're really wanting to make, like make significant change, significant progress, you're probably going to have to move away from that. Um, to be able to to some degree. Yeah. To some degree. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. Well, Amber, I think those are four really great suggestions. I think people are going to really benefit from that. And also to know that it's completely normal to be in a fitness rut. And it doesn't mean that like you suck or that like 
your life as a fitness, uh, a person who enjoys fitness is over. Cause I think that can be really hard, especially if a person identifies as somebody who is fit and then to go into a fitness rut, it can be hard. Like they're mm-hmm. questioning like what's wrong to know mm-hmm. that, you know, it's just a normal part of life and that there are ways around it. I think it's going to be super helpful for mm-hmm. people to hear, especially coming from someone like you who is clearly very fit and passionate about it, you know, has a, tried a little bit of everything. So where are you now? Are you going to stick with CrossFit? What are you going to do? So I'll definitely stick with CrossFit for a little while. Um, I think I, you know, I have some new goals of like things that have challenged me in CrossFit that I want to be able to like accomplish and do. Okay, cool. Um, like I said, I'm still powerlifting um, at least once a week with my husband. Um, so we still do that together. I'm trying to like mostly just maintain my strength where it's at. Yes. Um, if not, not like build it up, but like just at least maintain. Mm-hmm. Um and, and be able to like still perform the lifts with good technique. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, so I'm currently doing that and I don't know, we'll see, we'll, you know, I'm going to give it a couple months and kind of reassess and see where I'm at. And who knows? I don't know if I'll stick with the CrossFit, if I'll do something else. I've kind of done a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I kind of like that cause I, a little bit of a jack of all trades, but um, yeah. And, and, and master of none, but <laughs> But uh, I wouldn't do a lot say that. I, I, I saw how you did at your powerlifting meet. I think you're getting it. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I, awesome. I just keep, keep taking one step in front of the other and, um, you know, enjoy what I'm doing and enjoy pushing myself in, in new and different ways. And love and, that. Yeah. Yep. I love that. All right. Are you ready for the speed round? Yes. Let's Here do it. Go. All right. Your favorite food that you could not live without. Um, everybody should know this. Who follows I think me I on know Instagram? <laughs> I was gonna say I already it, know. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say it, it's gonna be like chocolate peanut butter as one word. <laughs> chocolate, chocolate peanut, peanut butter. butter. <laughs> yeah, because you said one, but like yeah, chocolate <laughs> peanut butter. That, Very that's good. My, that's my jam. That's a good one. Favorite low calorie snack? Ooh, um, I like. You know what? I like rice cakes, and I love me some egg whites. Like, I like just scrambling anything and everything into what egg do you, whites. What do you put in your egg whites? Oh, like whatever I have in the fridge. Um, But usually toss in, you know, some peppers and like onions and kale or spinach or I love like putting sausage in it or bacon. I don't know. So like literally whatever I have in the fridge, I like just put it in and then just scramble it up. Yum. Okay. Proudest gym moment. Oh, okay. I have two. Um, So one was my 300, my 303 deadlift. Um, I one. set a goal last year that I wanted to get a 300 pound deadlift. That was my like big goal for the year. And I PR'd and got a 303 deadlift at my meet. So like Amazing. that moment, if anybody's ever been to a meet, just being able to like PR at a meet, there's so much energy. People are watching you and cheering you. Um, that was probably one of my like most proud moments. Love it. Um, and then my second was probably when I, I hit my 15 PR um, pull up. Um, wow. Pull ups are something that like I really love and I love it when the women can be able to do pull ups and uh, I hit a 15. Yeah, 15 15's PR. a lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Holy cow, Amber. Yeah. Yeah. I had is. no idea you could do that many. That's yeah. impressive. Wow. Okay. What's your favorite, your proudest coaching moment? Oh, okay. So I have uh, one client that sticks out to me specifically who, um, she came to me with a lot of like binge eating tendencies um, okay. and really struggled. She was a mom. She had, um, she had twins, like just wasn't happy with her body. Um, we got her 
we helped her like learn to count macros and she like ended up losing some weight and she really started getting into lifting and she ended up hiring a coach, um, doing like in in person training, um, powerlifting. And, um, I've coached her a couple of times. So I went through a fat loss period with her. Mm -hmm. Um, we, and then she ended up coming back and we worked through some more, she had like some mental stuff that we had to work through of like believing that she could do it and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, finding that inner, inner strength in herself and really being able to break through that spending tendencies. Um, so I coached her again and then she's just come back a third time and now she's like, I want to get jacked. Nice. (laughs) She's like, let's (laughs) like, let's bulk. I want to get jacked. Like, I just want to like be strong. And she sent me these pictures of like going from overweight to then losing all the weight. But then the third picture is my favorite because then she's gone from losing all the weight now to gaining all this muscle. And, um, she really has like physically and mentally made that transition, uh, into realizing what is she is capable of, uh, and, and enjoying and loving feeling strong and not necessarily focusing on how skinny she can get, but like how she feels and how strong she feels. So that's probably one of my, one of my favorites. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay. Favorite word. Oh my gosh. My favorite word. Uh... It's hard. I know. It's a hard, I, <laughs> off the top of your head. Oh my gosh. I can't even like think of a, a word. Wor- okay. A word. <laughs> like, literally, all words have left my brain. All words are fabulous. I'm an equal I know, word no word. <laughs> how about just a word you really love? How, okay. How about just mommy? I'm going to be cheesy and just say mommy. Like, Oh, that's sweet. Amber. <laughs> that um, my heart. Yeah. I mean, I, I have four kids. Uh, I almost lost one of my kids. I'm going to start crying, but I almost lost Aww. one of my kids um, to a near drowning episode. Uh, and so just like hearing him say mommy, oh. that is, you know, yes, that's I best. do all the things that I do in my life uh, for my, you know, for my family and for my kids. Um, and so, okay, that was not supposed to happen. That's, <laughs> that's okay. I love that. Mommy is a great word. Do you still have little tiny ones? How young is your youngest? Four. My littlest one's four. four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Yeah. I don't so get still called like mommy much anymore. <laughs> on occasion, it does still slip out and I only have teenagers now. So yeah, <laughs> I love that. Amber, thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Where's the best spot for that? Yeah. So the best place to connect with me is on my Instagram which is um, biceps after babies. Uh, my website is the same biceps after babies.com. Um, and I will be launching a new podcast in, uh, in October. So oh, check that's that out. Fantastic. It'll and will be, that be called biceps after babies. It'll be called biceps after babies radio. So I love it. You can look we for that as well. Forward to that. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Amber. We really yeah. appreciate you being here and sharing with us your experience and the journey you've been on and, all of that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kim. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Big thank you to Amber Brzezinski from Biceps After Babies for joining us here today on the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I I hope that it brought you value. And if it did, please leave a comment, leave a review. Um, That is the way that more people will be able to hear this recording. Thank you so much for being here and join us next week.